worshiping God, just so we understand that. How we have embraced it and how we have accepted it in our lives here and how we've tried to uh, pass it down to our families is in worshiping God and identifying God as King and Lord. Amen. Uh, but we live in a world that that's not the case. We live in a world where uh, worship is what your attention is gravitated to. Um, so worship is whatever is grabbing your attention and whatever is your God. That's what you worship. So it could be anything. It could be work. It could be family. It could be um, lustful things. Right now uh, is the biggest is the biggest thing that's happening in the world when it comes to, to worship for um, the celebration of Halloween. Uh, we've had studies of that, and that's something that's, this is, this is a massive holiday for, um, for witches and sorcerers and people that, uh, that do not accept anything spiritual from God. Um, and so to them, there's power in their worship. There's power in it, and it, ha- and it has a power. And so instead of talking about, you know, what we've talked about before and, and what we could say what's the obvious of knowing what Halloween is and going into historical stuff on this, I, I need us to understand um, what the power is in worshiping a true God, you know, because some of us haven't figured that out yet. Some of us have struggled with that. Some of us, it hasn't allowed us to maintain ourselves firm or, um, or, or we're struggling just throughout the year and stuff. And I always loved the term that Pastor used to use that uh, uh, the, if you don't have, what is it, uh, wisdom, you know, any stick you'll bow down to. Um, that's a powerful term. It sounds a lot better in Spanish. Quiero hablar, hermanos, esta noche de la adoración, que adoración es es poderoso, pero que entendemos que nosotros entendemos aquí en la iglesia que es adoración, lo que es la adoración uh, de Dios, de un verdadero Dios. Pero el mundo también tiene su adoración. Y, y lo que es adoración en ti es que, que tiene tu atención, lo que tiene tu atención. Puede ser... Uh, tu familia, puede ser tu trabajo, puede ser uh, cosas de la carne y eso es tu adoración, por eso a veces, a veces venemos aquí vacíos y vacías porque toda la semana hemos estado adorando cosas que uh, no agradan a Dios y por eso es bien fácil para, para no estar firme en cosas también y necesitamos entender eso, que tu corazón tu, afecta tu ánimo, tu corazón afecta tu, tu como estás um, sentado en un fundamento. Tu corazón afecta esas cosas. Si no estás libre, si no estás confiado en lo que estás creyendo, te afecta en, en todo lo que estás haciendo. You know, brothers and sisters, we got to understand one thing too, that um, our, our heart affects things. Our, our, heart, our heart affects our, how we're established in a foundation. Our heart affects how we see things and how, how things are, are, are the, we, we perceive stuff. 
if our heart's deceiving us, then we're being deceived by what we're seeing and how we're reacting to things. Has your heart ever done that? You know, you've got to just be real and be honest. Have you been offended because of your heart? And, you're, when, you're, and uh, when you're offended, you'll go down paths that aren't adoring or worshiping God. And I tell you one thing, and I've seen it before. I've been very fortunate, you know, through the years uh, with being involved with the youth that I would see how parents, you know, would get offended because their kids were offended. Uh-oh. Am I talking to any parents that your kids are older now? You could admit that the, you, you might have been like that, you know, before in the past. But that's dangerous. Because then you start allowing a spirit to come in you that vexes you and doesn't allow you to see things correctly. Doesn't allow you to experience the power of worship. So here in Colossians 3.16, um, I, I like the way it says here. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now listen to that, brothers and sisters. Teaching and admonishing each other. That's pretty powerful. You know, in exhortation, sometimes we, we, you know, we avoid church because the word's going to find what the world doesn't bring to light, but the word will bring it to light. But it says here, too, that the praise and worship in the psalms and hymns, this can also be a tool, a mechanism. Because if you're not praising God, you're not worshiping God, it's showing that there is something there that's lacking the fire, lacking the desire. Me gusta como dice aquí la palabra de Dios, hermanos. Dice, la palabra de Cristo habite en vosotros en abundancia en toda sabiduría, enseñándonos y exhortándos los unos a los otros con salmos y himnos y canciones espirituales, con gracia cantando a vuestros corazones al Señor. Me gusta eso, hermanos, porque dice que hay poder en adoración y si se mira un, un corazón que está contento está, está animado está, está, tiene gozo tiene algo quiere, quiere alabar a Dios pero se mira a veces que un, un corazón que no está que está afligido que, que está confundido es como es como encadenado como alguien, un prisionero, prisionero, que lo traen. Ahí siéntate en, en, en frente del juicio, de, de juez. Ahí siéntate. No está gozoso. Lo está haciendo porque alguien lo está trayendo. Y nosotros debemos estar libres. Debemos tener un gozo dentro de nosotros, queriendo estar aquí, queriendo glorificar a Dios. Y por eso la adoración y alabanza es importante. Es algo que te anima, es algo que te puede dar uh, uh, visión. Y, y, y especial, especialmente cuando está glorificando a Dios, un Dios verdadero. You know, brothers and sisters, it, it's important and sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we miss the excitement of the worship because 
were, were, were worshiped out. You know, we had a bad day at work. We slipped a little bit. We're still doing this. We're still doing that. We're, we're, we're not so strong and stuff. And, and, and it's, it's amazing how we take it out on God, our shortcomings. You think about that for a second. Think about how many times you take it out on God on things that we lack. God's, God doesn't deserve that we don't praise him, glorify him. He's still God. He's still faithful. So what we should do is praise him and glorify him and, 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 and be excited to, to come here through those gates to worship him and praise him and glorify him, especially when it's been bad, especially when things are, aren't right. That's where the wisdom's at. That's where the power's at is when you don't want to do it to do it. It's when everything's against you and you do it. That's when it's, that's when power, it's not when everything's hunky-dory and you just landed from Hawaii that you want to praise God. It's when everything's going, uh, 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 shattered, the walls are falling around you and you praise him. It's that perspective. Not everything has to line itself up for us to worship God. We have to line ourselves up in worship and we'll see our lives change. Amen. If Brother Anthony can go to Exodus 34, 14. The group can get ready for For thou shalt worship no other God. For the Lord, whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. Porque no te has de inclinar a Dios ajeno. Que Jehová cuyo nombre es celoso. Dios celoso es. I know some women here in church that are jealous women. And I know some men that are too. Yo conozco aquí hombres y mujeres que son celosos aquí en la iglesia. Ay, dijeron unos amén bien fuerte. Tojuana, tojuana, tojuana. Pero es cierto, no es cierto. Es un espíritu que, que, que pasan en matrimonios y lo que sea. Y es, es algo que, es que se necesita trabajar. It's a spirit that, that, that comes to the church in marriages and, it, and, it's, and it's one that has to be dealt with and it can be dealt with, with wisdom. But with you know, brothers and sisters that are here being jealous, you know, it says right here, the jealousy that God has, God has a jealousy too. And we start to think about how often are we not paying attention to our God, giving him everything that he deserves? How often are we being pulled and swayed, being tempted and, and, and eye gazing into things that don't honor God? You think about it. How often are we following our heart's desires instead of what God has commanded us to do? This is the danger of the society we live in is that you can find a religion anywhere right now that will suit you and make you feel comfortable. You will find it. You'll find it. It's thicker than a yellow book. But the danger is is it corresponding to the will of God as it's written? And that's the danger side of it. Because when the word of God says that this world will tremble, 
and every knee will come to its every knee will come will bow it's going to happen and we must understand and be prepared for this lo que es verdad hermanos es que dios es celoso y muchas veces en nuestras vidas estamos agradando más el dios de este mundo no el dios de los cielos el dios verdadero y cuando no estamos agradando a Dios con todo de nuestro corazón, dejamos lugar por el, para el enemigo que puede entrar en nuestras vidas, que puede afectar cosas. Y, y, y vienen cosas en nuestra vida. ¿Para qué? Porque si el enemigo está entrando en tu vida, no vas a tener el ánimo, el gozo para adorar. Y cuando te mata tu adoración, cuando ya no puedes levantar tus manos, cuando ya no puedes llorar, cuando ya no estás agradecido, por lo que hace Dios en tu vida, está ganando el enemigo. You see, brothers and sisters, we can't raise up our hands, lift up our hands, worship God, cry to him, uh, ask for forgiveness and things. Man, some of us, it's been a while since we've asked for forgiveness. How many of us haven't asked for forgiveness in a while? I guess, I guess there's nothing wrong in your life. Or there's so much wrong that you don't know where to start. It's one of the two. But either one of them, you got to come to him, and this is the part, uh, opportunity for us to praise him, to glorify him. Amen. Why don't we stand up, brothers and sisters? We're going to play this other song. And the power of it and, the, and what it can do and, and the experience that you have with it, uh, you, you got to think about moments that you've, you've had and you've come here and, and, and you might not have been feeling well or something you've been going through and, and you felt the spirit of the Lord come over you and, and, and start to heal you and start to work in you. And it's not a one-time deal that it happens. It's every time you walk through the doors and you sacrifice. Because that's what worship is, is sacrifice. It's sacrifice how you're feeling. Sacrifice knowing that it's raining and it's cold outside. Sacrificing that you might have gotten, you know, bad news from a doctor this week. You might have gotten bad news in just your life this week. But sacrificing and being here and having a desire to, to praise God and glorify God. Because he's good and he's worthy. And though this world isn't fair, he's always fair. Though we don't feel love sometimes in this world, he loves. And he's the author of love. If we turn to Psalms 24, 4. If we turn... Si voltamos para Salmos 27, 4, hermanos. Praise the Lord. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Una cosa he demandado de a Jehová. Esta bus Está buscaré que esté yo en la casa de Jehová todos los días de mi vida para contemplar la hermosura de Jehová y para inquirir en su templo. Brothers and sisters, what's important is in what's being said here from David is that our desire changes our desire can change you can have a desire and this is your desire here and you just 
you, 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 you want your family to be here. You have a desire to walk through those doors and praise him. But what happens is that desire doesn't have a reality to what your circumstances are. It doesn't have a foundation yet. Where you start to establish your foundation of your desire is with consistency. It's with action. Then your desire becomes a habit. And your habit becomes your life. You see, a desire, we can all have a desire. I have a desire to change the world. But until I do something to change it, it's just a desire. We read this verse and it's a desire until you put the work into it. Then it becomes your life. You see, this is where, 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 where the wishy-washy Christians, they don't want to hear this. They're like, oh, no, 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 I like this verse. We all know this verse. But until you put the hard work into it, and so you're not the favorite as a parent. And so you're not the favorite because you just bend over and accept things easily. And transition. It's better to have favor in, in everyone instead of having favor in God. Our desire must be to please our God. How we do that is by letting go of things. And make him turn from us. You think about the things that make God turn from you. Things that we know, things that are shameful. It's our, our heart is what deceives us. It's, it's, and, and, and it's crazy. Your heart leads you into thinking something and your heart is what gets broken. I love the analogy that somebody talks about, uh, uh, you know, Andrea could be holding her baby not to know that one day she could break her heart. As parents know this, right? Parents can say amen to this. Some parents that have experienced it. Man, you know, I have a desire for you. But until you put the work in, that's where you'll see the results. It's not something that's easy. It's something that's hard. And God bless courageous families here that have, have decided to do these things because they have a desire to dwell in the house of the Lord all the, the days of their life. It's not something that's easy. It's not something that's just given to you. It's something that you have to work and put the work in. Ese trabajo, hermanos, no es fácil. No es fácil de seguir a Dios toda tu vida. Es un trabajo que cada día te levantas y piensas en decisiones que vas a hacer. Y que no van a, que no van a estar de acuerdo con todos lo que vas, en, en, en que vas a encontrar ese día. No todos van a decir, oh sí, es verdad eso. Pero que estamos agradando a Dios, que podemos agradar a Dios en todo lo que hacemos. When we desire to please God in what we do. And you got to be, you got to find a way to change things 
when you're in the middle of something going, you're like, oh man, I'm headed the wrong path. How do I fix this? Because God will speak to you quickly. When he loves you, he loves you like a, a parent loves you. And if a parent sees you're going down a, to hurt yourself, they'll want to react quickly because he's a good father. Amen. If we turn to Hebrews 13, 15. Hebreos 13, 15. Así que ofrezcamos por medio de él a Dios siempre sacrificio de alabanza. Es a saber, frutos de labios que confes, confiesen a su nombre. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to now, brothers and sisters, this is the question. How many of us are not giving thanks? I do at home. I do at other places. The power is here also. Because when you do it here, you're doing it with other people that are doing it here. And there's something about being in the room that can be contagious. There's something powerful about being in a room that you can catch something and take it with you. So when we work in unity together to praise God, to glorify him, to worship him, where two or three are gathered, we know he's here. And when he's here and he touches someone, that power is here. That atmosphere can change. When we come here and we don't want to change. And again, we just came here. We came here and decided to just come here. I just came here. I didn't want to come here and I'm here, but, and I understand that there's a benefit to being here. But I choose rather just to feel the way I felt when I got here and nothing will happen. Nothing can happen. Nothing can happen, brothers and sisters. That's how powerful God is, that he won't just do it for somebody that doesn't want it done. But man, when we come here and we break, it says that he cannot resist a contrite heart, that he will let his... The doors open from heaven. Change can happen as simple as obedience starting. And where is the obedience? Where is the obedience? That's where we ask ourselves, how obedient are we? As some of us as parents, and and, and it is as much for parents, happy Halloween to parents today because it's not the kids that are, kids are tomorrow, they're celebrating tomorrow. The plans for, that they have for them tomorrow here at the church are great. But for the parents today, we must awaken ourselves. How many of us have started the curse for our kids? How many of us have our kids told us, oh, is, this, is this right? Is this, I don't think that this is what is happening in church, but parents still are, are tercos. Come on. Boo! 
It's the truth. And shame on parents that don't stand for, for Christ when kids are telling them. I've had it happen to me where my kid will tell me something to remind me in the middle of something. What's right? We must make a decision as parents to be firm and faithful, not when it's convenient to us all the time. That's worship. It's not knowing the words to the songs, but knowing what the songs, who they were written to, and worshiping who they were written to. But what happens is that our heart deceives us and we start to think emotionally and we think that emotion is spiritual. We get it confused. And emotion's not spiritual. Spiritual's the word of God inspiring the truth, inspiring you. That's spiritual. Getting excited because the word is becoming real. That's spiritual. Emotion is a wave that comes in and then it goes out. Neither true or false. But when we can declare and define what is spiritual and emotional, when we can discern these things, then we don't have our kids confused. And that's why this generation's confused. It doesn't even know what it is. Am I this? Am I that? I really don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm nothing. And listen to me, parents. Because you have the power. God's given you authority. And some of us haven't used it. And shame on us. Because we've decided to do it as our heart pleases. And this society is ready just to eat up your kids. And I, and I talked about the spiritual slap. I talked about that hand that's a mighty hand from God that will come. Es importante, hermanos, que los levantamos de este sueño que a veces estamos como padrientes, como padres. Nuestros hijos lo están diciendo, pero, pero, ¿está bien que estoy diciendo esto? ¿Que, que, 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 que quieres que yo hago esto? Y, y todavía seguimos. ¿Dónde está? La sabiduría. ¿Dónde está el entendimiento? Estamos viviendo en tiempos, hermanos, que un espíritu está pasando por el mundo. Y los que no están listos para pintar sus puertas, como los días de Moisés. Van a hallar sus hijos muertos. Y eso es palabra de Dios. 
La adoración a veces no viene aquí porque estamos vacíos. Tenemos temor. Worship doesn't come here because we're worried, because we have anxieties. And we have worries and anxieties because of our faithfulness. Help us, God, to see the truth because it's the truth that will set us free, Father. Free because to worship him, we must worship him in what? Spirit and truth. And what is truth? Truth is freedom. You know what truth is? I don't got to remember what I told you and how I lied to you. So I'm free. That's what truth is. But being bound is I lied to you. I got to remember that the next time I see you and 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 the next time I see you. But being free is knowing that you are in the truth. Being free here is being in the spirit of truth. Amen. That's praising him. Let's continue to praise God with one more song, brothers and sisters. Amen. Uh Uh-oh, it got real, right? We thought it was just going to be. Praise the Lord. I've always liked that song right there because that's the way we should praise him. Like he's being praised in heaven. Amen. You know, our intent should be to worship him, to glorify him as he's being honored in heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Brother Anthony to turn to Luke 4, 1. Si puede voltar hermano Anthony para Lucas 4, 1. We're going to read these verses right here. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended... He afterward hungered, verse three. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command the stones, stone that it be made bread. Now, brothers and sisters, we know these passages, but I want us to pay attention to this journey that is being tempted by the devil. I want us to understand that the devil will understand always what's going to affect you in your decision-making. I want you to know that the devil understands the game that he's playing when it comes to tempting us. The devil knows what you're going through daily. The devil knows what triggers you and affects you. The devil knows what kind of decisions you make, what you're firm in and what you're not firm in. That's why it's important for us to understand the process that Jesus took in dealing with the devil. Because if some of us are struggling with the decisions we're making and it's affecting how we worship and how we praise and how we're motivated to follow Jesus, we can learn a lot from how Jesus encountered the devil. Every one of us is going to encounter the devil. Some of us are encountering the devil right now. Some of us, it's not even an encounter anymore. Don't get offended. But it's a relationship. He's our father. Uh Uh-oh. 
I didn't say it. Jesus did. <laughs> you are of what? Your father, the devil. So when the devil puts himself in a place to have seniority over you, to have rule over you, then he becomes like a father figure to you. And you see, Jesus prepared himself as he went into the wilderness to encounter the devil. I want to talk a little bit about things that could be haunting you right now, things that could be stuck to you, things that could be affecting your your life. Because until you identify those things, and we've had messages before that is to identify what the root cause is, until you identify what it is, it's going to continue to haunt you. Until you identify what's not allowing you to be consistent in the things of the Lord, to be rejoiceful, to be uh, grateful, until you identify if it's a characteristic, if it's something that is just you, and you must change this, you must force yourself to get up to praise, to get up to prayer. But that moment comes where we don't listen anymore and we just choose to follow our own heart's desires. And we see here that the devil knew that God had fasted by you seeing what he tempted him with first. So I ask you right now, if you can determine what your life is, you can determine how the devil is going to be involved in your life. If we're struggling in something, if something's on our mind, something negative's on our mind, something that doesn't honor God is in our mind, that's going to trigger the devil to use that against us. And what happens when we come to church, we're not prepared to worship in spirit and truth because we got a lot of things on our mind. There's a lot of things that the devil's using against you already that doesn't allow you to worship freely, to praise freely. So the struggle becomes real just here. You're not even involved. You're not even at work. That coworker's not there, you know, yelling at you. The, 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 the family member's not there breaking your heart, but you're here and you're still receiving that. Why? Because you're worshiped out. Because what was in front of you all week took the worship out of you. Not understanding that the power is here. The power is here to say, God, you are worthy. You are honorable. You love me, God. Though this world chews me up and spits me out, though this world tries to confuse me with things, tries to push me to things, you love me. You honored me by giving your life. And now I honor you. There had to be something that came over Paul and Silas in the prison in the midnight hour. There had to be something that told them not to murmur, not to say, God, when's this going to end? It's cold in here. It's dark in here. 
There had to be something that said there's power in this God we serve. These walls cannot hold his power. These chains cannot hold his power. These doors, these prison cells cannot hold his power. But what happens is what's in your mind sometimes will make you act out. Oh man, and when you say crazy people and you're like, you shouldn't be praising God the way you're praising him. But you're praising him because you see God differently than how people see God. And there's power in that. We continue reading here, verse four. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Verse five. And the devil taking him up in a high, into a high mountain showed him unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, brothers and sisters, the devil attacks Jesus with bread, knowing that he just fasted. Now he attacks him with what is offered in the world, knowing that Jesus maybe hadn't seen, hadn't been enticed like everyone else had. You see, the devil's cunning. As much as he wants your belly, he wants your eyes. So you start to see what he tempts you with and what he affects you with. He wants your ear. And we've learned this and we've heard this before. That Jesus could have had the power to, just with one word, cast him back down into the pit. But he used the word of God, things that were written. It's written. That you should not live by bread alone. When we find out the power that God has in what he's left us. This is where we come here with attention. We come here with urgency. What is your urgency? Is it low? Is your urgency low? Then your results will be low in life. But when your urgency is high, then you're paying attention. You're looking for every opportunity to change something. You're, you're calibrating stuff. You're fixing stuff. You're, you're paying attention to, 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 to meters and to valves and, and, to, and to signs to see, okay, why, why, why are we off? But when your urgency is not there, then you don't care how it's coming out. You don't care the loss that's happening. There's not a desire. It's not real. Verse 6. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it. Verse seven. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt not work, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him alone shalt thou serve. Now, brothers and sisters, this is the part of the details that we must pay attention to in our lives, in decisions we make. 
things that are offered to us. Testimonies that we've heard, examples that we've heard before. They were for our learning, our teaching, so we wouldn't make mistakes, but be able to follow the path that God had led people to. The devil offered the world. You don't think the devil knew that he created it? But God was showing us something here. That if you follow your heart, your eyes, your ears, it can lead you into a dangerous place unless you follow the truth. Because the truth will always be real. The truth will always be real. Not only to set you free, but to get you out of predicaments, decisions, confusion. Are you confused? Are you confused in the decisions you're making? And this is why the energy level is low in, our, in your life. This is the time, this is the opportunity in praise and worship to ask God, God, enter, forgive me, Father. These words are true what we're being said and honoring you and, and you are faithful, God, you are good. I don't want to lean into my own understanding. I want to trust in you more, Jesus. We keep on reading here in verse nine. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence. Now, brothers and sisters, so he, he knew that he fasted, so he tempted him with bread. He, he then tried to tempt him by what he could see and how the enticing words could affect him. And now it comes to a point where he just wants to see if he will do anything that he's going to tell him. So now you start to see the different shades of the devil. One's flat out easy, and he'll just give you something that you'll take. The second one takes a little bit more effort from him. So he'll take you somewhere and promise you something. The third one, he gets spiritual. He gets religious. He wants to see how confused you can get, how lost you really are. This is the one that unfortunately affects the church the most. the one that doesn't discern the word and goes after their heart, the one that children are mom and dad, is this right? Yes, we'll do it still. And when he takes them to this pinnacle of the temple and he says, just jump off. It's written. You know it. You've been telling me the word. Do it. We read verse 10. For it is written, he says, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, 
lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him forever. You see, brothers and sisters, our mind has to be prepared for seasons. Seasons of temptation. Seasons of affliction. Lo que estamos viendo aquí, hermanos, con el diablo queriendo engañar a Dios. Es comenzó con pan y voy a patentarlo con el mundo. Y paró con la palabra diciendo no es escrito esto y lo que no entendemos hermanos que dice aquí el último que se fue por un tiempo no más por un tiempo y muchas veces estamos pensando que el, di el diablo ya está vencido el diablo está vencido pero va a venir y no estamos preparados porque el poder es entender que el enemigo viene para atrás pero te, que tenemos nosotros el que venció al enemigo muchas veces no entendemos eso y por eso los engaña a nosotros pero tenemos el poder en la palabra en el Señor Jesucristo tenemos un ejemplo que alguien que lo venció siendo fiel a la palabra lo que estaba escrito de él pero para muchos de nosotros ah es porque mira el mundo mira como los otros creyentes creen mira como otras religiones le adoran y dice que estos tiempos y como cómo, cómo dice que a ver si los elegidos es, es, están engañados los no elegidos los es, no es saints es escogidos pero or los los santos no sé cómo lo dice en inglés pero puede venir porque no estamos listos no estamos preparados por eso viene duro la palabra para que para, para que podamos entender dónde estamos en nuestras vidas lo que necesitamos en nuestras vidas para acercarnos más a Él como un aviso como un trompeta como cuando viene un tornado y, y suena algo para de, dejarte saber que viene algo es la palabra de Dios pero a veces estamos dormidos a veces pensamos no esto no es para mí porque yo estoy bien yo estoy comiendo la pan pero cuál pan estás comiendo la pan de la palabra o la pan que da el diablo cuando tienes hambre what are we doing 
Where's it at? Where's Where's this spiritual lullaby that's putting us to sleep at times? Where's the action? Where's the motivation? Where's the desire? Where's the happiness? Where's the, I want to tell somebody about what I'm feeling. Uh, where's the, where is these things? Is it seasonal? Are we, in a, are we in a lackadaisical state right now? Or is the power of what's around us too great that it's vexing our spirit? Like it did Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. If we turn to Hebrews 12, 28, brothers, the group can get ready. Hebrews 12, 28. Si podemos voltar a Hebreos 12, 28. Así que tomando el reino inmóvil, vamos a Dios agradándole con temor y reverencia. Therefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. This is, the, this is it, reverence and godly fear. What is that? Knowing that where you're at right now, by us not being motivated, by us not being excited, by us not wanting to praise and glorify him, we're not showing this reverence and godly fear. We're showing, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. We're showing pride. Stubbornness. Well, I really don't feel comfortable in doing it. We're showing shame and sin. But man, when we come here and we know that we are sinners and we know that we have failed, but we come here saying, God, you are merciful. You are good, God. You, 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 you can purify me, Jesus. You can remove these stains. You can, you, can, you can mold me and shape me. You will break me. You will make me. It doesn't matter what you've seen in life because you might have not have seen what he has to offer you yet. You might have seen what life offers. And that's not pretty sometimes. That's not good sometimes. But when you see what he can offer you and what he can do for you and what he has planned for you, just give him a taste tonight, God. Just give him a taste tonight. Just give him a little bit of peace tonight, Jesus. Just open up their minds a little bit tonight, God. Because God is powerful when he does it. And when he does this and he takes you on this journey and you sit back and you're just in awe of him, amazed of him. Why don't we stand up, brothers and sisters, and praise God. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Amen? You know, brothers and sisters, is understanding who our God is and that he is God over us. Our God is right now, his presence is here right now. What's powerful about our God is that he's halfway around the world too. He's in places. He's with people. He's in your prayers. That's why we're here. That's why we worship him. When we start to understand the power of who he is and where he's at, 
You, 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 we're, we're too, we're too common in our minds thinking that, you know, he can only be here because I'm only here. Oh, our God is everywhere. He's with prayers that you've put in places. That's why we worship him when we're here. That's why we praise him when we're here. It's not because people need to praise him where he's at for a prayer. It's because we're praising him, knowing that those people will receive him in our prayers. Oh, but where does the devil have you at? Are you hungry? Are you looking for something? Are you listening to other things that are trying to convince you to do other things? Because Jesus stood firm and he asked you to stay firm and you'll see his faithfulness because our God is faithful, amen? Matthew 18, 20, for where there are two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. It's a promise for God. Now there's more people here than two or three. But are so, there's some crazy people here that believe in his name, that believe him, that believe he can do something, that he will do something in your life, that he has power to move, that he's still the same God. He's still the same God that loved you at the beginning. And he'll still be the same God that loves you at the end. What changes is the years. What changes is doubt, confusion, sin. Disobedience is what makes us wander off like the lost sheep. But our God stays faithful waiting. Our God stays faithful warning, loving. And that's why we praise him, amen. Amen. Hebrews 10, 25. Not neglecting to meet together as, in, as, it, it, as is the habit of some. Uh-oh. What's Paul saying here? Does, did Paul go to Jesucristo de Roca Viva? Let's read that one more time. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. Oh, that's like, that's like let's listen to that, brothers and sisters. When we make it a habit not to be here, Paul's telling us something here. There's circumstances that come up, but there's circumstances that, that you, just, you, just, you just choose not to be here because you don't feel like it. Then that's something else. This is where Paul says, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What day drawing near? The day of his coming drawing near. And we see that, brothers and sisters. We may not understand it. We may not recognize what this is, but we see the day of his coming with the way the world is living and the desires that the world has just to accelerate. Accelerate things, brothers and sisters, that will shock you. I mean, we're living in days where they used to sacrifice babies to gods. And now we're living in days where they want to sacrifice in the womb of a mother 
It's the same. It's the same. There's no difference. It used to be a term that they would say, well, to protect the mother. Choose the, the mother or the baby. It's not even that anymore. It's not even to protect it. It's just, just do it. We should just do it. Because we're living in dangerous times. And our children need to be protected from this through the word of God. Need to be established by this through the word of God. Not through our emotions. Not through, oh, this or that or this or this or this or that. Because it only lead to pain. Exodus 15.2 The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. Brothers and sisters, listen to what this is being said here. Because this isn't only talking about your relationship. It's talking about the relationship that you establish in your child. That they will say one day, the God of my father was faithful to him in times of trouble. I've seen it. And that's my God. And I will praise him. And I will exalt him all the days of my life. Worship, worship is changing your perspective. No matter what you're going through, you know he's greater than anything. That's worship, is knowing no matter what's happening, he has the last say. That's worship. Worship is everything's fine, let me praise you because everything's fine. No, everything's wrong, but you make it fine. That's worship. I don't feel like it. I don't just don't feel like doing it. That's falling into the perspective of what's going on. But true worshipers that are doing it in spirited truth don't lean on them on their understanding, but they believe in God that God can take them through anything. And we believe that. Amen. Let's praise God. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Lord Jesus, we're grateful, Father, for your presence, Lord, in our lives. We're asking for wisdom, Jesus. We're asking for you to constantly speak to us, Lord. And whatever it is, Lord, in our ministry, Father, just being able to come here and serve you, Jesus. Give us strength, Lord, and understanding, Lord, to discern, Jesus. We're asking, Lord, more than anything, to discern what's going on in this world. That we don't find ourselves, Lord, that we don't find ourselves getting our dress, our dress dirty. Lord, that we don't find ourselves fiddling, Father, with things that you have called us to go away from. Oh, Jesus, that you help us, Father, to just see you, Jesus, your purity, your love that you have for us, Lord, that we fall in love with you again, Jesus. Some of us struggle, Lord, with the understanding of what it is to be faithful. And it's hard to be faithful to you, Jesus. 
I ask, Lord, that you just bless us, Lord, and that you protect us, Lord, that you bless this event we're doing for the kids tomorrow, Lord Jesus, that you just bless the children that they can understand, Lord, and that parents can explain things properly to them, Lord, as they're being influenced, not only in these things, Lord, but this is just a spirit. It's other things that they can be influenced in too, Father. And we give them to you, Lord. We gave them to you, Lord, when they were born, Jesus, and we ask now that you just bless them, Lord, that they can be courageous in times, Lord, where the world wants to accept any kind of tradition, that they accept what's true, Father. Bless the families, Lord. Protect us on our way home, Lord Jesus, and that we could just praise you and glorify you in everything, Father. And we ask this all in your precious and holy name. I'm going to ask the group to play this last.